Cody Um, Alright, so uh, Mr. Cody Gradwell, Mr. Gradwell, uh, my first question to you is uh, when you first came to Mongolia, what did you do and what was your experience like? When I first came to Mongolia, I mean, I went straight to the countryside and lived with the Mongolian family and I was training to be a Peace Corps volunteer, training to teach English to Mongolians. And I was also studying the Mongolian language, which obviously became a very important thing for me. And it helped me to understand how to learn a language. So it helped me become a better English teacher because I was like, what do I need as a student learning a different language? And uh, so that was kind of where I went first. Mm-hmm. My first experience. And then after that, you came back, came to the city, right? Yeah, I lived in the Selengamek uh, for uh, three months. Then I went to Arhangai. And I worked in a couple of different schools. And then I came to the city in January 2018 and started working. I taught English to first and second grade students as well, um, but uh, now teaching world history. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, what made you teach English or actually what made you transition from teaching English to teaching world history well, world history is a big passion of mine I, I really love world history um, it's something that I studied a lot all throughout my education and even when I was little I was watching a lot of like history channel TV shows documentaries I was the weird kid I did the boring things right <laughs> so you didn't go out and party no, no, <laughs> definitely not as a kid. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, of course I had my experiences like that as well. But sure the, uh, <laughs> but even now, I mean, I get excited creating my lessons. And even though I've taught some of the same lessons for a couple of years now, I'm always going back and studying again, updating my information, my knowledge, so that everything is accurate. And it's nice that. Um, I still have to think a lot about my students 
learning English. A lot of them are, of course, they're still learning. It's so it's still too early for them to speak very fast and fluent.、Mm-hmm. So when I write a text, I don't give them something I find online. I write everything myself,、mm-hmm. and so I put it into language that I think they can understand.、Mm-hmm. So you take a definition of a word and you you like you simplify it. Yeah, and so. That's that's one of the ways that I tr- am still thinking about English、mm-hmm. and Mongolian students. Is that how you were taught back in the U.S.? No, no. How are no. the teachers in the U.S.? Because I think, like Mongolians, they think when they go to the U.S., they're gonna have like super super talented, skillful,、yeah. amazing teachers.、Yeah. But in reality, I think like teaching everywhere has like you know everywhere has every single country has. Good teachers and bad、yeah. teachers. And I just want to know your experience on that. For English specifically, I mean, just like、Or、your in teachers in general. I mean, I think as you get older, you realize that some of your teachers weren't as good. It's、mm. like you know, maybe while you have them, you have this trust just because they're teachers. But then you, you get older, and you're like, wow, my teacher said that, and that was totally wrong. And、um, I had a teacher tell me that、uh, African Americans had. An extra muscle in their leg, and that was what made them super athletic. <laughs> and so they had the, an extra bone yeah, that that and, made them run fast. And she was my science teacher in middle school.、Oh, and、man. so you learn that there are you know these teachers who, especially where I came from, which is a small town,、um, and so they they were probably weren't as qualified.、Mm-hmm. But talking about English specifically, the way that we learn English in America is totally different than Mongolia, where. You're constantly studying grammar and learning vocabulary, where we do almost none of that in in America. Where maybe when we're in primary school and elementary school, we study some grammar rules, but the thing is, you you already know how to speak it.、Yeah. So you at that point you're just focused spelling and then creative writing. I would say the last time I did anything grammar related was sixth grade. And then we still had English class every year after that,、mm-hmm. but all of it was focused on being creative, writing like poems and writing stories that are very interesting, and writing argumentative essays—the ones where you're trying to convince somebody, make somebody think、mm-hmm. something differently.、Mm-hmm. And so, even if people are terrible spellers, they're、uh, they think a little bit differently,、mm-hmm. and they use the language more creatively. So, so here, uh, so any Cody boxing history we just talk about guest head of that. You Mongol, Mongol language, yes, or just that American, the Turkish language, yes, or just yes, that. Then you, you get what I'm talking about. Then, 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 you just do them, bark with two, three, two, you just bark, say two, 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 two. Then you don't bark, say you hit two, three, two, 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 өөрийнхөө санаандаа ингээд бүрэн итүүлэх тиймэрхүү эссенүүд бичих гэх мэтлэн тиймэрхүү аргаар ингээд англи хэлийг үздэг. Одоо тэгээд Монголд болохоор дандаа ингээд хүн болгоо үг зээл үг зээл грамраа давт дүрмээ давт гэсэн тиймэрхүү юм аюул шахдаг. Манайх энэ бол буруу шүү гэдгийг зүгээр би таарт энэ чинээс бас харуулах гэсэн юм а. Зүгээр тайлбарлаад. Okay, so um moving actually continuing on from that. Um there's something I want to ask you. What do you think about Okay, so if you were an English teacher teaching let's say 5th grade. Uh Uh, five-year-olds. Okay, okay. five-year-olds. They're they're not in first year.、Yeah. They're like in the prerequisite of the first year、um, of school, and you have to sit there, and they they don't speak any English. Like、mm-hmm. their whole life, they've been they've been 
speaking and writing in Mongolian, or speaking and like communicating in Mongolian. Mm-hmm. So what, what what kind of like how would you go about teaching them English um, for people who don't speak English? Like how would you go about that? Well, so I want to make one clarification. Can I speak Mongolian in this scenario? Sure. Yeah. Like just like <laughs> okay. use the limited Mong- 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 okay. Mongolian that you know. So you have to start with things, especially five year olds. It has to be real to them. It has to be in front of them. You can't kind of you can't talk about something that isn't in the room. And so we would start a lot with just what do we see around us. And so it could be uh, starting with just vocabulary and yeah. learning what these different things are. Mm-hmm. But then it's simple uh, ling- language like uh, go there or something like that, or give me the remote, or something, mm-hmm. yeah. where you're, you're giving them something that they can, uh, you know, they can understand very yeah. easily. Now, something like that is kind of boring, so I would probably bring a ball, mm-hmm. or something like that, some sort of toy, yeah. and that would be interesting for them. And uh, you just, you have to put them into it, especially because those young learners, uh, they need something to make it interesting. They yeah. don't naturally want to learn a different language. Yeah. To them, it doesn't matter until yeah. they need it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we transition on to this sentence. How does that translate to when someone is older? Like, let's say a 35-year-old, right? A 35-year-old person who's been speaking, writing, reading, listening in Mongolian his, his or her whole life, mm-hmm. whole life. And how do you go about teaching these people from like elementary beginner level English? Because the argument that people are, who are listening to this podcast are going to have is, hey, so, um, you know, that makes sense because they're foreign people and they, you know, like they all speak foreign language. Mm-hmm. They all speak English in their hometown. Yeah. But for us, we speak Mongolian. So that doesn't really resonate with us. We need to memorize our vocabulary yeah. and then do the grammar. <laughs> so how does that translate to when you're... The, the memorizing thing is something that, you know, especially people in Mongolia, but people all over the world feel, oh, you know, before I get started, I have to memorize 500 verbs, 500, yes. you know, words yes. or something like that. And, uh, but they never use it. They can memorize yeah. the meanings, but then, so for example, I just met a foreigner who came to Mongolia in September, and he's been trying to learn Mongolian, and uh, he spent months memorizing like I think it was 500 nouns and like 100 verbs or something. Yeah. And then he told me that he, he can't even say like, you know, be Tisha Yabuchban or something. He can't yeah. do that. He yeah. can't form a simple sentence. Yeah. Months of training. Yeah. So again, we memorizing things are, are it's fine, but using the language is more important. Yes. And so I think it's something that it's not actually that different from a child mm-hmm. where you yeah. get somebody who's 35 you need to use the language. One of the ways mm-hmm. that I've improved my Mongolian is just going out and doing something with Mongolian people. Mm-hmm. And then you learn the language that way. Mm-hmm. And also even just around while you're doing stuff alone at home or something or while you're I don't know, cooking dinner yeah. or, you know, getting ready for work. Like talk to yourself, yeah. tell yourself what you're doing in that language. Yeah. And then later on. You can tell somebody else about your day, and suddenly yeah. you can you can do all of this super yeah. easily. That's here. Say any code you actually receiving business task. Past the hotel that you. Manaka, yek inik say ni kada na chhatari chow. Kada na chun mangal dilet mangal dilhe soman thousand niruk thiru the thousand oiluk chayil singe chow. Thiru the arjilet bithi she yaun yaumar bank singe imru oil bridge hit chatko ani yad 
иймэрхүү энгийн үлбрийг хүртэл хийж чадахгүй байхгүй. Тийм олон үг цээжилсэн мөртлөө ийм энгийн үг яг хийж чадахгүй. Тэгэхээр энэ чинь яг юу гэж байгааг байвал яг цээжилг нь бол чухал л да. Гэтэ тэр хилийг нь хэрглэх, хэрглээндээ оруулах тий одоо ингэж өөртөө бас өөрийнхөө өдөр тутамтай хийж байгаа зүйлс ингэж ярих бичихтэй ингэ тэгж одоо хэрглэх нь илүү чухал байд юм а. Зүгээр нэг хоосон үг цээжилд байх ямар ч нэмэр байхгүй гэсэн тиймэрхүү юм ярьж байгаа шүү. Okay. That's very interesting. So actually um, after you say that there's a controversy well no there's an argument that mm-hmm. mongolians for sure are going to bring it up and i've heard it multiple times mm-hmm. um you mentioned how you know you would hang out with mongolians mm-hmm. and then actually use the language yeah but since we're mongolians in mongolia trying to learn a foreign language right. we don't have like let's say someone sense. from girhorat Mm-hmm. Right, a yeah, kid, yeah. you know, like doesn't have a lot of education um, or a lot of like resources to get that education or a lot of money to buy resources. Um, he or she is going to have a lot of problems having uh, foreign friends or even friends that speak a foreign language. Yeah. So, what kind of advice would you give this person, like the 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 person with the least amount of opportunities? What kind of advice would you yeah. give? Them? Well, even the the most random countryside child. Uh, somewhere way out in the middle of Zaukhan or something like that, is probably going to have some type of internet access because Mongolia is actually really great yes. for internet. Yeah. And so at that point, it's basically YouTube. There's a student, uh, I believe now he's in third grade, um, but I, I taught him uh, when he was a first grader. And you know he's at our school, so it's different from your situation, but uh, what you mentioned. But it's important because... When I spoke to him, he was pretty much fluent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, he has an older sibling. His parents speak English or something. Well, I met his parents and I met his older siblings. They don't speak any English at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just this kid who's speaking with the perfect accent, speaking mm-hmm. perfect grammar. And I said, how did you learn it? First grade. Mm-hmm. And he said, YouTube. It was all YouTube. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so, sure. um, you know, it's hard to have consistent internet access. Yeah. But if you if you have some, I mean, you can download. There. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you absolutely. download like hours and hours of content and watch them over and over again. Yeah, <clears throat> and these places have like even in in the Gear District, there are lots of places like a, a coffee shop or something. Some place has internet out there. Go to that place and connect. Watch it. You know. And don't yeah. don't just watch the the English, you know, teaching channels. Watch people in real situations. Yeah. You know, and watch a TV show. Watch Friends or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. something where uh, they're using very day to day language. Yeah. So I mean, I would definitely agree because. Okay, so now we move on to another scenario. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just gonna like bring up like sure. cases, and you're gonna try to. I'm gonna like, do uh, my best to get some. Yeah. Uh, think on your feet. Um, so. That works for a young, for for like a six-year-old, right? Yeah. Because he was in f- first grade, his English was pretty pretty good. Because, um, like before he even mastered Mongolian, he was able to master English at mm-hmm. the same time or even better, right? Yeah. Um. So in his in his case, his his brain was fresh. Um. His brain was able to, you know, like obtain information or and knowledge faster and better in, compared to that of a 40-year-old person. Right. So if a 40-year-old person says, oh, I don't have a teacher, I don't have any books, I don't have money to go to a course, mm-hmm. but I do have internet. So what does that 40-year-old person do? Does he do the same thing the young kid does or maybe a different approach? What well, do you think? He totally could do the same thing, but the 
the problem with adults is that we we think too much like with too much logic yes. right we yeah. we're always focused on what's you know, the law why why, yeah, is, why this? is this why, why? why is this like uh-huh. this why kids don't like care why you know yeah. they, they may go through that phase where they're always asking why is this why is this why is this but it's for something totally different they're not really trying to understand they're just it they're feeding their they're, curiosity yeah. with like bs and you and you have to <laughs> they ask why they want a simple answer Yes. Where when we're adults, we ask why, and we want to understand everything. Well, why is it this way in this situation? I why agree. is it this way in this situation? Yeah. So, the, as an adult language learner, the first thing you have to do is, is stop trying to ask why and like accept what it is. Yeah. And then also, you know, they they make the big mistake of of trying to translate everything yeah. without understanding. And uh, for example, Mongolian yagadge with is what because yeah yeah. But is it really, or is it more like if why kind of thing, something like that, kind right? Of. Right, like the the grammar behind it means something different than just a simple one word translation. To yes, the there the, yes there are many different translations to like yagatgul yeah. because for example the word because can be either yagatgul <coughs> or bachar or yeah. tras right. or but yeah, but even I mean, those if yeah. you say like bachar it's like by becoming kind of thing right yeah, like, yeah. like that's the sense of it that you have to have um and so if i translate it to english you know the translation i just gave you we would never say in english yeah right yeah. but they, that's the idea you have to understand yes, to yes. get to that and so i think that's the big thing uh that people struggle with when they try to learn a new language is that yes. direct translation so going back to your 40 45 year old adult actually wait, wait, um, i'm, I'm, I'm oh, gonna like translate okay. what's okay. going okay. on here uh one of the code you actually say he's seen human beastie uh you yeah you can be given john hook to check him out of the trees around us that hooked an angle that i will say it was in kitty ahistan angle it was an original angle it was in the yard tears around us to do you two good sir of angle yet to bottom big him but i don't stay hooked to Яг хэтрхий логикор асуух хэтрхий логикор юм ингээд бодгож оролдгоо юмны цаатах ингээд яагаад энэ юм байгаа юм бэ гэдгийг бодгоо зүгээр энэ бол ийм тэгэхээр би нэг ингэж хэлэх ёстой гэдгээр цээжилдэг байхгүй а монголчууд одоо яг монголчууд ч хөвсөн хүмүүс тий одоо 30 40 50 настай хүмүүс яг хэл сурж яхта энийг түүнд яагаад ингэж хэлээд байгаа энийг грамер нь юу энийг дүрм нь юу энэ 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 яг ямар утга ялэрхийлэх яг бүрэн утга нь юу юм монголоор яг юу гэдэг ингээд хэтэрхийх логикор хэтэрхийх яагаад гэсэн асуултанд хариултыг нь ингээд өгсөдөг байхгүй тэгээ манайха хэл сурж байгаа битхий тэгж амар гүнзгий ухаа гэж би бол дандаа хэлдэг зүгээр юмиг байгаар нь хүлээж аав дандаа нэг юм болго нэг ойлгон гэсэн юм бол угаасаа байхгүй та нар ямар англи нэг багш байгаа штэ та нар англи Okay, so going back to the case of the 45-year-old, so what's your advice for that person? You have to make sure that you're interested in the right parts. The people who learn the language the best are the ones who are actually interested in the language itself. A lot of times people focus on the end where they say, I want to, you know, I want to be fluent in English, and that's all they're looking at. But they don't look at the next step, and so they get discouraged where they say, First, I need to get to you know this level. Then I need to improve to this level. And they they don't look at the the, the whole steps of the of the process, and they mm-hmm. just look. Well, you know, they say you need to find a foreign friend. So okay, if I meet a foreign friend once a week, then I'll you know I'll be fluent in no time. But no, yeah. it has to be something that kind of takes over uh, your life a little bit and really motivates you. So if you're um, you know if you're an older person trying to learn English. Then you have to understand 
how you're approaching it, how you view the what what your goals are. Yeah. And so um, I agree. I think uh, a lot of people stop um, when it gets difficult. And yeah. For you, if if you're learning, you need to make it like challenge, like fun for you. You're like, all right, I'm I'm gonna get to that next level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that this is actually one thing that I tell my students all the time, like, people, people give up before they see a result. Yeah. Um, people, most of the time, because when they first face adversity, mm -hmm. the, the, the mental sort of talk that they give themselves is, oh, this is too hard now, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. Yeah. And the, the, the more times that they say, I can't do it, then... Sort of, they sort of convince themselves that they're actually unable, like they don't have the ability or capacity to actually perform right. that certain task or actually learn English. Yeah. But uh, some of the people who actually are a little bit tough and actually like have done things in their life, they go over the adversity and they see some sort of some form of result, and they see the result and they get motivated by the result. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh my God, actually." My writing has improved over yeah. the past seven days or 10 days or 14 days or 30 days or one year yeah. or my speaking. Like I just tried talking to an, uh, a foreign person and I, I didn't stutter. Mm -hmm. I found the words perfectly. Actually, my, my, my English is getting better. Yeah. And then you motivate yourself through the result that you bring out of facing the adversity and overcoming it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I I have personally experienced what you're talking about because, uh, especially Peace Corps volunteers, they come in, they spend three months, <coughs> excuse me, they spend three months learning uh, Mongolian and they get to this survival level of Mongolian. And then they they go and they live in, the, in their site and they get to a level, but then they, they get challenged and they can't have a normal conversation. It's just you know, buying stuff at the store, talking to taxi drivers or something. Um, and the ones who start to learn Mongolian better and, can, and really improve are the ones who have achieved that little bit of success where they just had a, like a small conversation. And like you said, they didn't stutter. They made it through. The grammar was okay. And then it gets you excited. You're like, yeah. I did that. Yeah. What else can I do? Yeah. How much more can I do? And then exactly. you start asking other people like, hey, how do I say this? Or how do I get this idea across or something. Yeah. Then, yeah, I, I think, um, I don't know if you really asked for this, but I do think another uh, way that, you know, you can sound more fluent and be more fluent um, is by listening to the, the things that don't matter in a sentence. You might say, if you're speaking in English, you might say, oh, you know, can later on, can you, you know, like do one of these things? And that phrase, you know, like means right. nothing right right, right. Yeah. but but we use it to pause so we can think while we're speaking yeah the mongolian yeah, yeah. you'll do the same thing and be like or something like yeah, that yeah, 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 and yeah. it doesn't matter for the sentence but putting those learning those things and adding them to your sentences when you're stuttering in your english sentence right you can put those things in there yeah to give yourself a chance and you'll still sound fluent yeah. Right. One word that I actually really like. Um, that's actually. Well, I, I think those words are called um, chunks. Chunks. Yeah, because I was actually teaching a lesson about that. And one one word that I always use is the thing is. The thing is. That's a good one. <laughs> you, you know, like, here's the thing. <laughs> Instead of just yeah. like going into the conversation, I just say, like, be, because 
sometimes when I speak, I have to sort of articulate it inside my brain mm-hmm. and then like sort of structure it, find out what the w- correct word is yeah. to connect the two sentences together. And then it takes a little bit of time to process because I've got like the ideas in my head, but I need yeah. to like put it into sentences. So I'll be like, well, you know, um, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives me like an extra two or three seconds yeah. of thinking. I mean, I say it automatically because, you know, it's not a problem for me. Yeah. But I say it automatically. Um, and by saying it automatically, I don't have to give it much thought. Yeah. So I can use that extra little energy of thinking yeah. into forming a sentence. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is you... Here's the thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, when you're studying English at school, you're looking at very formal ways of learning and mm-hmm. formal ways of you know, telling a story or something. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I just noticed you saying is you use the phrase, I'll be like, or mm. you can say like, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, I was doing that. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. how you know, natural speakers talk is they say, like, oh, yeah, I, I was talking to my friend the other day and he was like this and, he, and I was like that and she was like yes, that. Yes, you know? exactly. And that's what I the, teach in my lessons. Yeah. yeah. Those things are going to help you uh, start to understand more about the language because exactly. if you understand that, if I say he was like, that just means like he says, yeah, right, yeah, and or he said, and if you learn those kind of informal ways of of speaking, then you're going to have a lot more success because yeah. you will never learn that in school, like unless no, I have a teacher like you, I would teach them, yeah. Um, but you notice those types of things. Yeah. And somebody like some of our other English teachers, they're so focused on the formal part yeah. and the formal learning. It's like, this is what I say to my students. Um, sometimes we speak as if we're writing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sometimes we speak as if we're writing. Like, I mean, in conversation, I don't, I don't no, no, in, in essays or, mm-hmm. or letters, mm-hmm. I don't say stuff like, like. Mm-hmm. I don't say stuff like, I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. I don't say stuff like you know. Yeah, these are words that are definitely not in the English gra- mm-hmm. grammar or not in textbooks. Right. Well, I mean, like maybe some textbooks. Maybe like a colloquial yeah, textbook yeah. or something, but but like yeah. no teacher will teach you to say like. Mm-hmm. You know, they won't say, "Hey, kids, all right, so today we're gonna use the words you know and like." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like no teacher has ever taught me in. Middle school, high school, university, yeah. never. Like, I just yeah. picked it up by watching videos and, like, listening to people have conversations. Right. So, these are the things that you have to focus on, right? Like, things that make you sound more like a foreigner. Because, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Mongolians, <laughs> Mongolians, well, not Mongolians, but people, people. in general, yeah. they don't like copying others. Mm-hmm. Because they think they're becoming a fake. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I realized. Yeah. And me, um, I used to copy, like, I... I like all through high school, all through my whole life of education, mm-hmm. I copied from every single person. Mm-hmm. Every single person. Like if they like were good at history, or... no, like their oh. tests. Oh, literally. <laughs> yeah. Information. I like, see. I would come to yeah. school because our school. Okay, so high school. Yeah. Started at uh, eight thirty. I would come to school at six thirty or seven, mm-hmm. and then I would call some some like because the smart kids always came right. early, right? Yeah. So I'll come and then they'll, I'll be like, "Yo, um, did you do your math homework?" Mm-hmm. They're like, no, I'm gonna do it now. So I'm like, okay, I'll all do right, it. Let's you. let's do it together. Or, or like, if they have done it, yeah. I'll say, all right, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think everybody's done that. At some yeah, point. and like I just did it so excessively that copying was is such a normal thing for me. Yeah. But 
it's not the fact that I'm copying that's bad. It's the fact that, like, if someone can do it better, then I can just not do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if someone can speak English yeah. better than me, I can just copy off of them and reach their level faster. Yeah. But it's not, like, in form of, in the form of, I'll be him. Yeah. No, it's, it's a form of, I'll use what he used better than me, right. and then I'll, you know, change it into who I am. Yeah. Right? You, yeah, you, you pick up these things and then... Uh, you kind of add them to your own style. And that's actually, you know, I do that w from other English speakers as well. Yeah. Um, there's a, a college professor of mine, um, when he was teaching, he's kind of this old man sat down in front of the class and kind of just talks like an old man telling yeah. you stories. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was one of my history teachers. And you'd ask him a question and say, well, I think particularly it would be like that. And he always used this word particularly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, or something in particular. And I liked the way that he said it. And I liked the way that, uh, you know, he used it. And so it became something that I started saying. And so, yeah, I do that in English as well to other from other native speakers. And, yeah, I've picked up a lot of words over the past few years. Yeah. Like, ultimately, ultimately, this is something yeah. that I never used until I heard someone use it, and I was like, "That's a really good word." Yeah, I can use that. Ultimately, yeah. is a is a big one in my vocabulary yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure is a really good word. For sure, well. <laughs> I'll just be like, yeah, because some people they say okay, mm -hmm. or yes, mm -hmm. or I agree, or that's good, right. and I'll be like, for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. And actually, if you get really informal, it's for sure. For show. For show. For show. Yeah. For shizzle money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that's the end of um, the winner. Oh, Tabi, Monkler. Dosslamanahiruin.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com